Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Nerds Hour. You are now listening to Nerds Hour. Amateur Hour. So, we're going to do a Robert Pattinson movie, from which is a movie from A24. However, the themes are a little less than ideal. Yeah. I think, I think, I think, I think that's what we can say. Yeah. I'm Nathaniel, by the way. <laughs> and I'm Noah Sweeto. Nathaniel Schumacher. And uh, we're going to be reviewing High Life in this episode. Which, yeah. Uh, I wish I was high while watching this guy's live. <laughs> Yeah, it uh the movie itself is not so high in regard of its nature. There's a mm. lot of no no no. Again, I pointed to this before. I pointed to this in the past as an example of why Robert Pattinson is a good actor. He is good in this film. That, that yes. has not changed. Robert Pattinson is amazing. However, as material that is less than ideal. Yeah. Um. So. I don't even kind of know where to start with this. Me neither. Um, um, take spoilers clock, for it, of course. Yeah, but, Clockwork yeah. Orange, take that and the sexual nature of all the heinous things and then mash them up into... Space. Space, <laughs> yeah, in a prison. A space prison. Well, and it's like... Part of it's that, and then part of it's like also him being a dad. And I'm like, okay. It's about like fatherhood. Yeah. With rapey... It, it does not have the greatest uh, context as to how he became a no. father. Hence why it may be fresh for a new take with 82% and certified fresh and rotten tomatoes. However, with that is with 233 views versus the over 1,000 that gave it 41% for obvious reasons once you mm. see this movie. Yeah. Don't let that hinder you, though, unless I mean, you are really one of those people who does not want to see. So if you're somebody... Yeah, it's just, yeah, and maybe it is for some people, and maybe they can see, like, the symbolism of all this stuff. Just for me, though, it made me very uncomfortable, and it's just not a movie yeah. for me, personally. It was way... It, it was almost like what I want to say, and I hate throwing the R word around, but it was almost like a rape fantasy movie to me. It's very weird. It's very weird. Visually, it's stunning. Visually, this movie, like, their budget, their set design... Uh, it was great, and for that I like it. But it, it was just really the the everyone's so like inappropriate. Ev- everyone seems like they're in this movie. All the characters they all seem very excluded from Pattinson himself and the daughter. They all seem very like charged sexually, and it's something I'm not really comfortable with at all. And I mean it. There's no problem with having characters in a sex-positive movie. It's all about how you approach it, and this approached it in a let's, because it's a prison, implicate a lot of rape and a lot of... Which would be realistic, to be fair, but... But we don't I don't want to see it. (laughs) I don't want to see it as the thing. And Um, again, maybe it's just a movie not for us. Who knows? It's not something I want to sit and think about, as it's the same with, I think, a Siberian film from the little bit I've seen with it. Just less gore snuff style even though surprisingly that wasn't a snuff movie supposedly is what people tell me in that horror group that i'm in but uh, yeah. i don't really believe it me neither some people are like no it's movie magic i don't know 
I, I think That's when it too comes real. to infant children. Yeah, no. So. But. Um, this was directed by a French woman who's 74, so she would have been like, what, 60-something when this came out? Mm-hmm. Uh, Claire Dennis. Not really any more notable works that were here in America, really, that I see. Yeah, and yeah, and it's weird, like maybe it's stereotyping or maybe it's factual, but when you said French woman directed it, I was like, oh! It makes a lot more sense. And, yeah. Well, because they, the, the French and like other countries in general, they are more comfortable with sex than Americans are, just to, as a topic. <laughs> well, that's because also Americans have to pussyfoot around everything, because we, we are a culture that can't accept yeah. things that aren't heavily censored, but we want to project other things that shouldn't be projected in the way they're projected exactly um but diving into depth with this movie into some of its brighter elements is that i like what they did with the with the with the prisoners in space concept and how they Mm -hmm. basically had them go on an adventure and it's kind of like i'm trying to think of what movie uh or no it's the 100 uh, when oh, they send yeah. a group of teenagers down and they have to report daily or otherwise they get cut off from life support. This is kind of the same aspect. So everybody had kind of a role to play. So it almost gives you like in uh, uh, the original alien type feel if you guys. For Small years. crew, like very close knit. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody has a specific duty. So it gives you yeah. a Nostromo feel. Everybody's got a day to day. Y'all got 24-7. Keep up exercise, all that stuff. Yeah, in which Robert Pattinson, I think, is the most tame just of the entire cast. He is the most tame. He's kind of just the, yes, I'm here. I may have done something heinous or whatever. It's not really revealed to the end. Well, and he, like, he he, t- he mentions the fact that he, like, he's he's adapted a monk-style lifestyle of, like, not, no sex, nothing. And to for like because he he thinks doing doing that suppresses like whatever possible bad thing he could do you know what i mean yeah it's about not giving in the temptation yeah and then not leave having that lead to more bad things again which is yeah which is it's interesting because literally every other character in this movie do give in to temptation and it's and not good true. yeah and, and to give this kind of an idea which you know is interesting and i'm surprised they haven't really done it mm-hmm. basically what you can call this thing is a sex box it, it basically yeah. gives your greatest fantasies and illusions and gives you the pleasure stimulation and then squirts a that's e. probably not the right word yeah thanks it, for that thank it, you it hoses down any messes that have been left behind by it like, it, the, it other like, pe- the other person it like washing machine cleans it yeah, so it takes out, like, a sanitizer, sprays the whole room down, uh, and takes care of it, which is still very uncleanly, mm-hmm. uh, as the main woman who's basically running this has, like, a fantasy of being on top of a bear. And is it a bear? a bear? Yeah. It's some, it's some furry animal. It's not a person. And it has, like, a tentacle, and yeah. from what I remember. Yeah, it was very yeah. I mean. High. I mean, yeah, and and you guys might have noticed at this point, this is going to be another, this is going to be a... Society type episode. Yeah, where we don't, like, because, well, in society, we kind of talk about the, talk about it. No, I'm talking about, like, as far as format for the show. 
Yeah, we're right not going to go BP doing this. I beat don't by want beats. to. I don't want to. No, there, there's 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 a part where a dude rape tries to rape someone, and there's like psychological stuff, and like just like we we'd be saying the word boob too much. <laughs> essentially it's a very sex not even sex positive just a very sex driven film yeah um, yeah oh yeah none of the sex that occurs in this movie is positive in any way if you guys know what the movie nymphomaniac is that was better done and more consensual yeah and they had porn doubles basically yeah so um but if you guys do want to check this out for yourselves if you don't own it yeah because again, Pattinson's performance is good. It's it's worth seeing. It's just something you need to be very mindful Prepared. of Prepared. going in. That it does have a lot of uh, strong themes. And if you're somebody like me who's had a past, which I have no shame in saying, where you've had that kind of abuse done to you, it can be very triggering for anybody who's survived that. So just be very weary that there's a lot of that and it's not just one scene. And the scenes that it's majority are, of the film, yeah, it's a majority of the film, and it is very much uh, a big theme in a very prolonged sequences. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you would like to check this out for yourselves and just see it for Robert Pattinson's performance, otherwise there are plenty of other movies you can still see him in, from The Lighthouse to Damsel, etc. Uh, mm-hmm. You can watch High Life on uh, Amazon Prime with your Prime subscription. Uh, you can also rent it for three ninety nine on YouTube, Google Play, Movies and TV, and Apple TV Plus, uh, and four ninety nine Voodoo, which is really steep. Yeah, I would not say personally that this movie was not was worth three ninety nine. Uh, like I for said, rental, for rental, for rental, you own it, so yeah. I got it for two dollars though. Oh, that's at a pawn shop. Oh, all right. Um, and the trailer does not make it, and that's something the you need trailer, to The trailer, yeah, the trailer does not, like, none of this is showcased. I was like, oh, cool, a sci-fi movie with a garden. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they did it on purpose, which is something that I was very displeased about. It is, Ski, that's scuzzy, that is scuzzy. Um, <laughs> it was very misleading, and for that, um, shame on you guys, because that, that wasn't okay. Yeah, getting people in the seats is not, like... No, and you needed to make people aware that what you were going for was going to be powerful, whether it was rated R or not. And I don't have the case by me, um, but I'll look that it up. It was definitely second. rated R. <clears throat> yeah. um, because even the, even the description for this is uh, Monte and his baby daughter are at la- are the last survivors of a damned and dangerous mission to the outer reaches of the solar system. They must now rely on each other to survive as they hurtle toward the oblivion of a black hole. And the trailer makes it out to be like this father and daughter kind of adventure. Yeah, and but that's like a few minutes of the movie. <laughs> that is literally a few minutes of the movie. Um, and shame on you guys, really. And Sincerely. I, like, and, I would like have rather been prepared for this, and I'm sure you would have, too. And A24... A24 did this nine times out of ten solid movies yeah this, very solid this was just very unforgivable and we're not gonna badmouth the entire movie because there is quite a bit of good in it with yeah. some better symbolism that is depressing but also more realistic Fair. yeah but yeah shame on you guys that, yeah that not okay it, yeah, yeah it's like hereditary right off the bat you knew hereditary in midsummer the witch and the lighthouse were going to be something that was disturbing creepy yeah yeah so this is not okay to advertise this as something that it was clearly not yeah and a majority of it so with 
Uh, like I said, 41% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, this it was, is the one it time... was, yeah, it was definitely a bunch of people like us who saw it and were like, what the fuck? This doesn't look yeah. like what I... And 66% of Google users like this, and it's the only time I can agree with IMDb. While the <laughs> idea is there, and I do appreciate the adventure aspect and the more human element of what could happen uh, during an adventure kind of like this, yeah, it is definitely one of those things that... Uh, without giving the proper warning uh it does stand at a 5.8 personally for me because of the fact that i went in there and there was so much of the type of content that we were talking yeah. about if I you would, knew about it your score would be different it would be a 4.2 out of 10 for me because of yeah. that between the what the plot was advertised to be and no i'm saying if if it was advertised as what it actually was oh yeah then i would say i'll give this a chance and it probably have a higher score uh alas with the original idea and the nature of humans as i do understand that the movie was trying to explain the... yeah and i mean that's the thing with me and movies though like the reason i watch them is because i'm aware humans are fucked up i don't want to see it but you know what? <laughs> you know what i mean and, and i want to compare to a second because alien 3 is infamous for that i would say not just for being a poor shitty mm -hmm. non right directional sequel but there is that yeah. infamous ripley rape scene which did not need to be in there i'm good yep yeah, no we did not we, need we, to take we, a very powerful yeah. woman and do that, do that to, to her. her no and we didn't need the the man who need to save her we could have achieved the same effect without that but that is something that while alien 3 did um there is also <clears throat> mm -hmm. a lot to take out of that being a prison space drama. Yeah. As it did do itself justice in making itself more about a sci-fi exploration mm -hmm. and taking Ripley's grief and, you know, other struggles full circle. You're right. Um, and it did it very well. That is what I wanted to see for the majority of this movie, like Alien 3. Mm-hmm. And they did not do that. They did not deliver. However, the more sci-fi aspect and the more interesting elements of this film only came at the end of the film. Right. Which was incredibly disappointing. Yeah. And I was, I was very upset because the, the idea of kind of having like a 100 scenario but in a reverse way. Mm-hmm. Uh, was very entertaining because what basically what we got for those of you because we've explained what the 100 is is everybody has a job and one of the people on this station in high life their job is solely to report the day-to-day -day, any changes with people what they saw how the plants are growing so basically they give a whole essay on and page of what happened who did what yep uh so very nostromo mm -hmm. um but the thing is unlike the nostromo which <laughs> we might which might as well be um <clears throat> they basically will cut off any communication if they miss one day yeah or they will cut off a part of their uh food supply and on a side their note, oxygen yeah um, and on a side note, 
Did you remember that Charles Dance was an Alien 3 as Clemens? Yeah. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Um, like we're talking about a movie that is still bad, but we both think better than this. <laughs> well, because... Oh, God, that movie was two hours and 25 minutes? Yikes. Yeah. Um, well, the reason I want to compare these so closely is because it is a perfect example... Space prison. Space prison. Yeah, it's a perfect example of what can work yep and what can't and i feel like that movie lockdown is it that takes place in a space person that i haven't seen yet oh yeah that one's great i enjoyed it. it's it you know it's not like a it doesn't have like a story story but it's like you know it's, it's an action movie it's action it yeah, gives I watch you a it. plot to work with and it progresses it and shoot 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 yeah um and that's basically what guns akimbo is it has a story but it's a sub guns yeah guns akimbo also looks just bad shit that's why it is say. great though it's cool all right the low ratings are bs okay um but yeah uh basically there it, it's a it's a very neat concept yeah i like it i yeah go ahead towards the very end mm-hmm. uh because in the beginning uh well i'd say about the middle kind of nearing nearing the middle of the movie is basically the woman who is doctor is the, the doctor, doctor? who's yeah. very shady <laughs> nope um basically has sex with robert pattinson until he gets him to splooge yeah then, while he's sleeping by the way yeah. not cool so again really gross he's been practicing and refuses to use the pleasure box is what we're just yeah. gonna call it fantasy box he hasn't jismed in a while yeah while he's trying to practice his monk style which is very admirable that he's done something yeah. and he's trying to be a better person. They're all person. in there, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. She takes advantage of him in his sleep and then basically douches it out and then collects it in a baster. And puts it in a girl. Yeah, whose name is Willow. Yeah. Um, And she had a rape attempt by one guy into which Robert Pattinson and everybody basically kills and beats the shit out of. Yeah, yeah. Um, he got his just due. Well, he got shanked by the one girl. Yeah. Yeah. So. But is yeah, but she she thought that or, that kid was. Yeah. So it's she's played by Mia Goth. Her name cool was Boyce. Yeah. And I believe Mia Goth was in. Uh, a cure for wellness. Yeah, she was the girl in a cure for wellness. Oh. And she was also she also got. Uh cast in um suspiria the remake of that the reimagining of that and then the mara and then uh, mara bone and the survivalist mm. um she was also a nymphomaniac as uh i believe the main antagonists or protagonists uh other in part two yeah um and then she also was in uh the devil all the time which yeah. also stars robert pattinson Devil all the time, yeah. That, I haven't checked that one out yet. No, not yet, and I would love to do a review of it. It has Tom Holland and, and Mia, Mia Goth, right? As Mia Goth, Tom Holland, and Robert Pattinson with. Uh, well, I know. I'm just checking the person's name, but yeah. Huh? She was. I didn't even know she was with Shia LaBeouf at a point. Yeah, huh. that 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 was the fallout that they were talking about. That supposedly he was. Uh, he was not okay with with high life or what no um 
some ex of his accused him of rape and a bunch of other stuff. So ah, you guys can research that on your own. Yeah, time. yeah, we're not gonna get involved with that. That's but, that's yeah, no, we're not my talk. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but um. I kind of don't... The, the thing that I... I was very excited to see Mia Goth in this. I did not like how her character was, again, more of a sexual victim, as uh, spoilers for Cure for Wellness. Very great movie. The I, end I was it. a bit shit, so you might want to okay. cover your ears. But it turns out uh, that there's a lot of incestuous implications, and she's basically a rape victim in there as well. You can uncover your ears now. Um, so there was also that, um, and I, and I kind of didn't like seeing her in that kind of position again. It I want like, her to be powerful. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't need to see her twice being the victim at the hands of the man. So that yeah. was, or even under the impression that she was. Yeah. She's a very great actress, very beautiful and can, can play a really shy, quiet character Mm-hmm. when she when she needs to and i would love to see her in something where she can really embrace and go all out and i'd yeah. love to i almost love to see her in a vigilante type movie because we got that movie anna mm-hmm. which was like uh an indie john wick yeah which, which is, which is now done. now it's not the same people but they're going off the same story it's a amazon prime show oh are they from the it's already out the one that just came out in 2018 oh anna Oh, not I, Hannah. I'm thinking of Hannah, not Anna. Never mind. No, Anna. So. I'm trying to think of what Anna is then. I don't know if I know Anna. I'll look it up. But okay. It's like it's like a female version of John Wick. It's great. Uh, and then they recently re- uh, released this uh, indie movie called Ava. At the time that we are recording this, but uh, it was uh, a movie or a movie called Ava with Jessica Chastain in the role. Mm-hmm. And Colin Farrell, which <laughs> I'm not really a Colin Farrell fan. Yeah, no, he's just in too much. Okay, there's just something about him. I, I, I don't. I'm not bad mouthing him in any way. I just don't see the appeal that everybody has for him. Okay. I just. That's I fine. He's like he. I feel like every time I see him, the one movie I do want to see him in that that looked really good. Uh. Was the lobster? Oh, yeah. That looked good, and I, and maybe it's because subconsciously, it's so, it's so weird. It's a weird film, but yeah. I mean, he's like in everything. He was in the shitty twenty twelve Total Recall remake, and he's in Fantastic Beasts, Horrible Bosses. I do want to see him in the Killing of a Sacred Deer. That looks really good too. That looks yeah. It's a very serious looking film. I was okay with seeing him in Saving Mr. Banks. Uh, and then he was also in that Fright Night remake. Oh, oh, he's great in that. Um, so, well, if you say it, then I'll definitely give him a chance. Thanks. Um, Why my words have value somewhere? I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely give it a chance if, if you'd say he was good in that. Yeah, but yeah, I liked him. I just feel like he, all of a sudden he just pops up in these big name movies and it's like, pick yeah. pick someone else. Well, because you, know you know the character he plays in the Fright Night uh, Yeah, the neighbor. Yeah. Oh man, he definitely like watched that movie and was like, "Hold my beer, <laughs> it's great." Like right. he definitely watched the original movie and was like, "I know what to do." <laughs> well, as long as it doesn't feel like he's playing himself again, because that more often than not, that's what you're. No, 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 I, no, I feel no, no. like every time I see him, it's like, 
Oh, there's a, um, also there's another movie of his I'm gonna look up real quick that you need to see. Okay. But um, let's keep talking. But about yeah, um, Mia Goth. This I just I really hope that she gets another another big thing. I have not seen Suspiria yet, but I think that's on Prime too. Yeah, it looks like it. Um, I haven't seen the original. I the, the the new one has good reviews, and that came out back in 2018. So, mm-hmm. uh, 65% both on critic and audience. Yeah. So we'll definitely have to give that a chance and see where that goes. Um, but yeah, she was fantastic in this movie. But she ends up uh, the basically the doctor lady ends up taking the semen while she's sleeping yeah. and inserts it. Basically, rolls her over and puts it in, which is just like okay, yeah, no. And I believe. Her name is Dibs. Does that sound right? I think so. Yeah. Um, do you? Just personal question. You have? Do you have Peacock? Yeah. Okay, he's in a movie that is on Peacock that you should watch. Colin Farrell. It's called In Bruges. Okay. Bruges is B R U G E S. Definitely check that out. Okay. Oh, that's my list. There you go. Um. But you were talking about, yeah, um, you know, and and that's something I did not like, you know, that because her character, Mia Goth's character ends up freaking out and thinking, oh God, even though she closed her legs and was able to hold them close, she thinks she got pregnant by the, by the rapist dude who's a creep this entire movie. Mm Mm-hmm. And we have the unfortunate of seeing the actor naked, which just made it that much worse. Yeah, it's just yeah. And, and and there's I'm not saying these people are bad in any way. I just I think what really had a problem is the acting was too good, and I don't like when actors can play that kind of role that well. Yeah. It it especially it, it when they're not me. known. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it. I mean. It's it's one thing when you're getting somebody who can play a creepy role and they're well known and they've done that. Yeah. It's a whole nother thing when you've really not been in any movies and then all of a sudden or well known movies and then all of a sudden you appear in this and you play a really rapey character. Yeah. And, and it's no, like mm-mm. Nope. Um you played that way too well. What what's going on here? Yeah, because there's acting and then there's that. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's not fun or good at all. Yeah. Um so, I mean, in that aspect, you know, it was really weird. And then she ends up, Mia Goth's character ends up giving birth a while later to Willow. a little girl named Willow. Adorable. Who, whoever they cast is that Scarlett ba- Lindsay. That's the baby? Yeah. Yes. If she ever hears this, she needs to know that when she was a baby, she was adorable. <laughs> it looks like she's only been in that one movie, but she does have an Instagram. No. How old is this kid? It does not say. Cause she, I'm talking, of course, about the baby, not when she was a teenager. Yeah, I know. It does not say. Oh, but she shook little Robert Pattinson. She's little, yeah. She shook Robert Pattinson's hand on the red carpet. I got the I got the sense that when what? when he was filming, because you know it's Robert Pattinson. I got the sense that he, even though they were acting across from each other he treated it like any other baby yeah she's got the sweetest little smile too yeah adorable oh that's so sweet can you tell at some point in our lives we really want to be dads <laughs> <laughs> but it's the sweetest thing because he, he she she lets him pick her up 
Oh. So she kind of associated him. Yeah, she associated him with that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like a scene in the movie where she's like feeding him lettuce. <laughs> yeah, it it the really the father daughter dynamic worked so mm-hmm. well in here. Yeah. Cuz he cuz he gets told that it is his daughter. So he like treats it as such, you know. Yeah, which so great. Kudos to Robert Pattinson. He killed the dad. Yeah. It if you guys have had the uh the fortune and pleasure and honor of playing uh The Last of Us. Yeah. It really felt like a Joel and Ellie, but if it was biological. Ellie was yeah, Ellie had been uh, Joel's son or, or daughter, I mean, or and or if uh, it had focused on Joel and the apocalypse that happened when Sarah. Yeah, if his daughter didn't die, this is what it would. This is what this movie is. I was gonna say spoilers for that, but well, it's the game's been out for however. <laughs> well, she does long. die at the very beginning of the game, so yeah, it's not, it's that not even a few minutes in. No. Like it's not. But it, yeah, it would have been if like if uh, Sarah had lived. Um but I'd grown up during the apocalypse. And mm-hmm. there's something to be said that I really like, because it's something that is not socially acceptable. If you have a male babysitter, the first thing they're going to go is, oh, they might molest the children. You can't yeah. tell me that's not what it is. I, I, I've i always fucking hated that. It's, yeah. it's, it's an annoying stereotype. Yeah. Men can be left alone with children, and it's been proven that there are a lot of men. Yeah, there are some, um, I know some amazing single fathers who, like, go above and beyond for their kids. And like, so do I. Yeah, like, it needs to be said. <laughs> when I when I lived with my dad, I can't tell you the things that my dad did to make sure we had a roof over our head. And yeah. Food, and to make sure that I was happy, fed, mm-hmm. properly clothed, and getting to school. Yeah. So, there's no such thing as a, well, the mother's better. There's not. No. A parent there is was, a parent. There was a movie that's based on a true story, Will Smith, The Pursuit of Happiness. Did you ever see that? Yep, and I own it. Yeah, that a is a perfect example of what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and it's based off a true story. Yeah, exactly. So, that's the point. Like, yeah. So, wake up, America. Yeah. A little stop stereotyping dads. Yeah. Just because it's a man does not yes. mean anything. Don't get me wrong. We are aware that statistically, like, the dad leaves more than the mom. But, like, well, not all the time. <laughs> I'm just saying go, statistics. If we go there with the statistics, too, more often than not, a lot of children do suffer abuse from mothers. Yeah. I can't tell you how many people I do know where yeah. that's happened. Yeah, I don't feel comfortable talking about that either. Yeah. Um, But... That that really was one of the best parts I would say about this movie is that yeah, he's a great dad. Yeah, he he kills it, and and you feel the with each cutscene and kind of the montages, you really feel the connection between them. Mm-hmm. You really get the sense that it's so unfortunate to him, but he's he's like, well, this is what I have to do, and he seems fine with it, you know. Yeah, and and in a way, I think it brings his character a lot more growth mm-hmm. because it and i think it gives him a lot more to do and gives him more of a purpose and i feel like that is one of the things that's supposed to be implied in this movie is that because these people are all prisoners how does society look on people who have been locked up they yeah. look at them as useless which is not true no everybody has done something in their life or been falsely accused or just been on the scene that doesn't necessarily mean just because they're locked up somewhere that they've done something I yeah mean, you're not gonna go to a 
you know. And it also doesn't mean that they can't, even if they have done something, that change is impossible and they can't yeah. be better. And, and you don't even know what they did. I mean, if somebody got shoplifted and got jail time, because you don't know why. For all you know, maybe that movie they sh- shoplifted, it was so that they could have a family movie night for once in their life because they couldn't afford to rent one. Yeah, who knows? So, we, we never know anyone's story. Exactly. So there, Yeah. And and I like that because it's really never implied what everybody did except no. for the one uh the older the lady dude and the elder and the older lady there's really never anything implied at all. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's only one character who we come close to to learning a little bit about their past. Yeah. Uh and that was the African American gentleman uh mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Tishemi? Tishemi. T- Shemi, yeah, played by Andre Three Thousand. He's great. He's um, great. He he's a he's a good rappers. singer. Yeah. Well, yeah. He yeah. He, he was a singer too. Cause he did that song. I don't know the song, but <laughs> he did that song. I don't know the song. Shut up. Shut up. No. It's a good name. He he did that song. You know where it's like shake it like a Polaroid picture. That's him. <laughs> I'm hoping the audience will know because I don't. What? How do I? It's weird that I know it, <laughs> but okay. No, but his him. Uh, He's a better actor than he is a singer. I feel like Tashemi becomes friends with Robert Patton's Patton's character, who's just titled as Monte. Nobody's really given a last name in this movie. No, anyway. and that's that. Yeah, it's it's fine. And it's fine. I I like that choice. Sometimes I like it when you have these dramas like this where nobody's given a last name. Because it adds to the unknown of their character, and it makes yeah. the dynamic work so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that oh, I just remembered. So that that song he did. Sorry, that it'll just kill me if you if you don't like go like oh yeah, it's it's the one where it's like hey yeah hey yeah that one. You'll know it when you hear it. I'll play it on the car ride home. I'll shut up now. Continue with your story. <laughs> So, Monte and Jashemi get close. Um, one of the things that you'll notice on the cover of High Life uh, is... Plants. Plants, yeah. They have uh, this little garden, which is... You know, that is one of the things I always love in sci-fi, is when they have a little garden, because the greenhouse in all those sci-fi movies... Like, that was one of the things I really loved about the black hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, little garden set designs, they're just there's something about them that's so amazing and so comforting. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. Gardens are nice. So that's something I really did like that they that they included. And that was part of the visual scenery. The scenery, I, I, again, I can't say, especially like the space scene. So if any of you have seen Panos Cosmatis's, uh Mandy or Over the Black Rainbow, uh, if you've seen the outdoor shots from Over the Black Rainbow um, or like the aesthetic for uh the color the color from color the scheme side? outside like when they look in like in mandy when red and mandy are looking up into the sky and you can and they have that shot of the sky and it's got all the stars and kind mm-hmm. of the uh kind of the pink uh indigo looking sky um that is kind of that's kind of how like the space looked just without the color. It it okay. felt like it, almost more. I would say almost like a higher resolution of the new Star Wars movies mm. of Disney Star Wars animation design. It it 
feels like a big budget. That's something that they did well. Yeah. I don't know what 8 million euros would be. Me neither. In translation to uh, American money. Mm-hmm. But um, I could say just because it's a million, it's probably got a hefty budget to it. Yeah, that's fair. And I think the euro is actually valued more than the American dollar. Currently right now, which yeah. not a surprise. <laughs> no, no. Um, apparently this did make, uh, as well, just on a side note, 1.5. Nine million at the box office. Nice, because A twenty four, which is it's pretty high for an A twenty four film, considering the fact that they do have limited releases. Yeah. So, um. But yeah, Monte and Tashemi get close. Tashemi reveals a bit about his wife and his son, mm-hmm. and told them that he also participated in this program and that he would come back to them. Uh, as Willow grows up. Over time, though, Tashemi starts to sadly lose his mind. Yeah, it's very sad. And I mean, we don't see it personally, but we just... No. One... We know that he killed himself. Yeah, one day Monty walks into the garden and saw that he had dug a hole for himself and basically just couldn't take it anymore. He was like, yeah, um, I'm going to kill myself, bury me here. Which, you also have to remember that at this point, they're light years away in the Outer Rim. Yeah, his, his kid is 1,000% old. Yeah, so, and they realize because nobody is responding that there's a good chance that they're never going to come home. And everybody has pretty much gone crazy at the station from cabin fever at this point. Mm -hmm. And, you know, dealing with all this other stuff and having killed a person. uh, Thank God poor little Willow is not old enough to really process it or see what's going on. As Monte does a really good job at keeping her sheltered. Yeah. Um... But yeah, Sally, he ends up marrying to Shemi. Uh, and then as Willow gets older, that's where the really interesting father-daughter dynamic comes in. On the, Because uh, if you guys listen to Prospect, this is a lot of what it felt like, mm-hmm. I would say. Even though Pedro Pascal does not play the girl's father in there. Yeah. Um, you still get the, he feels guilty for what happened to her father and is trying to make amends. And be like a father figure. For sure. To her as well. Um, so that is kind of what goes on here. And you can tell that Monte is kind of cracking a little bit. And feels very upset. Because Willow wants to know more. Mm-hmm. About life. And Monte is doing his very very best. To educate her on what life is like on earth and kind of what happens and what kind of people are there he tries to teach her about the different animals that there would be on earth and all these things and you know and it's one of those dynamics where depending on you know your upbringing obviously i don't think any of us really grew up in space if you did <laughs> awesome tell us how it is hopefully awesome <laughs> well hopefully um but it is one of those things where he does talk quite a bit to her about you know what life is like in like any child and i think that has to do something there's something to be said about sheltered children yeah oh yeah the more curious they get Mm -hmm. and in this case it's not even about having a rebellion because there is nowhere to go unless you want to die in the vacuum of space exactly so she she kind of starts to get more ornery and everybody's pretty much died off at this point it's just 
it's just them two. Yeah. And summer before then, uh, Goth's character, I'm trying to remember her name, Boyce. Mm -hmm. Boyce doesn't, she takes a very harsh approach towards Willow for obvious reasons. Yeah. You should never take it on the child. No, it's not their fault, obviously. Um, But yeah, I I get why she would. She basically takes one of the escape pods. She kills someone, and then... Yeah, kills somebody, and then... Who is innocent, which I believe is... Uh, I'm trying to think of who it was. Was it Nansen? It's the other or... white girl. I know that. Well, there's one little named Little Girl in here, too. Which oh. Is weird. Uh, so it can't be Mink, because that's played by Claire mm-hmm. Tran. So it must be Nansen, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. She's, like, skinnier. Yeah. Yeah. So she kills Nansen, who is a really good character, uh, and then proceeds to hop in an escape pod and jettison herself into space to try and go through a black hole. Which they think might bring them home. Who knows? Yeah. It's a black hole. There's but, theories and theories. But her head explodes. Yeah. Boyce is not in the stable place, so she just goes and then she starts to realize when she loses control, starts to lose control of the pod, mm-hmm. that, oh shit, I fucked up. Yeah. And, you know... Th- there's something to be compared with because we can we can say that this the black hole concept mm-hmm. was a more less hellscape version than the black hole but... oh yeah your head just explodes in this yeah. one and then later on we don't know what happens well and the thing is you literally see her whole head like start to boil and grow and then so if you've ever seen game of thrones spoilers because i'm going to make this comparison all the time oh god if you've ever seen what happens to oberon martell it's it's I get what you're saying, but nah. Pops his head. No, it's kind of like that. Just if your whole head just went kabloom, not yeah. just part of it. So that was a choice. <laughs> yeah, that was a decision made. <laughs> um, then after that, uh, we kind of circle around to where the movie kind of began, into which Monte was putting people into their suits. Uh, their spacesuits, and then basically giving them a burial at sea, which in this case would be a burial burial at space. Yeah. Uh, and Toss he starts him. to push him in there. and He does that at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, but I think that's a loop around, too. No, I remember he does it to all of them, and then we get flashbacks and oh, see that, what happened to him. That's right. Because the reason, because when he's looking at all the bodies... He looks at the girl who Boyce killed, and we, I, I at least thought, like, oh, that must be Willow's mom or something. But no, it's the girl that Willow's mom killed. Yeah. Um. And also, it's kind of like, where are you going to put all those bodies? Yeah, well, and it's like he had to preserve power, so he turned off the cold storage. Yeah. Which, also, I wouldn't want to be in a room full of dead bodies anyway because that's more toxic than anything exactly um nightmares well no i was gonna say just physically the rotting bodies would probably start mold spores and other stuff well they're frozen okay well if you had to save power and turned it off and left that room oh yeah then eventually the decay process will begin eventually yeah um not like you can roll down your window and stick your head out and go, mmm, fresh air. Mm. But, 
yeah, then it became basically becomes with him. It just becomes down to him and Dalt Willow. And like we were saying earlier, he tries to teach her everything. Uh, the teenage Willow is basically played. Uh, she's played by Jesse Ross, yeah. who I think she's new because the only thing that she's been in was the Frankenstein Chronicles, which had Sean Bean as a title character. It wouldn't surprise me if he died in there. <laughs> Wait, let me see. Because I might know this one and I might be able to tell you. But okay, continue. Uh, and then some movie last year called The Third Day. So she's relatively new to the scene. It doesn't say how old she is. But she looks like she could be 15 or 16. It's a little bit smaller. She she did a very good job in the role. Wouldn't you agree? I think for the scenes. Oh, I do know this show. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Monte and willow as they're kind of scanning because you know that it's become a lot harder on monte trying to be a single father and trying to literally now maintain every responsibility on the ship and you can tell that he's starting to lose hope that they'll ever get back Mm -hmm. he has the ideal that they're basically gonna die here and when he goes what's gonna happen to willow yeah so he's trying to teach her basically if that time does come which i would not wish that on anybody you wouldn't make it no that what to do and how to do it um they as uh, monte's trying to radio in for any sort of contact they come across pod seven six or seven i think so and to which the thing there is that they uh, connect to the ship, uh, and Will is very anxious to see if there's anybody on board. Um, and they get in and they see a bunch of dead dogs. I think is the first thing. Well, Willow goes in there because Monte sends her because she's smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they learn that they sent a they jettison a bunch of dogs into space who have just been running around rampantly breeding yeah and, and cannibalizing uh, each other yeah and basically became feral because they've had no food or anything else anymore uh and it's never explicitly stated why they were sending these people out really no it's not so it, it's very bizarre because it's like okay no backstory great um and into which willow wants to take back one of the little puppies but Monte says no. And she's like, but I've always wanted a puppy. I want to have something, some companion and some connection to be closest to Earth as I possibly can. Yeah. And, you know, and that's the thing. All parents are like, no pets. And it, what it really comes down to is you can see that Monty wants her to have it, but he also realizes... It could be dangerous. It could be disease. Because God knows with all those dead dogs and them cannibalizing each other what it could have. Mm-hmm. Out of the many dead puppies and live puppies that are in there. Yeah. No animals were harmed during the making of this. Yay. Um, to my knowledge. I think they I think they put that in the credits. That no more animals they have to, yeah. There. So. Um, it's a matter of conserving power and resources, which he says. And also, you don't know if that thing has a disease, which we don't have the materials anymore to deal with that. You said that already. Um. So Willow gets upset, but eventually leaves the dog because what is it? Monte keeps her out. 
until she lets the puppy go, right? If I remember right, he he literally locks her out of the ship. I don't remember that. All I remember is her saying she wants a dog, and then him saying no, and it came in. Maybe that happened. I don't know. It's a little fuzzy towards the end, but yeah. Uh, and then basically, they eventually just kind of drift, and eventually they, they basically hit fuck it, as we call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they take a pod, and finally says whatever happens, happens. And they end up flying into the black hole as well. And we get this really cool kind of trippy shot of outer space. It looks nice. It's very nice. Yeah, which is which is very nice. Very well done. Um and that's kind of where it ends. Yeah. And there's not, there's not a lot else to say, really. Yeah. Um, if you kind of look up High Life, I'll give you kind of what, what some people were, well, I'll, I'll do some of the reviews and what people kind of were explaining, because one of the things is what was the meaning or what was, what the ending of the High Life means and in High Life space, basically what this says is that it, the ultimate, it's about the ultimate jail. Space is the ultimate jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Um, into which they have no control over their existence, which, which is very true, but I never, there really is no, there's no explanation to anything that happens in this movie. Yeah. And that is the part that really kills a sci-fi movie too, because not only was it not what it was advertised to be, there's no subplot explaining. Yeah anything i could do without worrying more about the characters because i feel like that's not important yeah it, it keeps the the mysteriousness of why these people are all here and keeps it anonymous of what a lot of these people could have done we also learned that too one of the secrets that the main doctor was hiding is that she murdered her own kids if i remember right yep and she enjoyed it as well as murdering her husband yeah and then later she expresses regret for it to which i'm like what you know what I mean? Like Yeah, she really enjoyed it. Was it was weird. It was weird. And it made no sense, yeah. Um but Yeah, there was no there's no backstory at all. Um we hear command center like the command center maybe once. Mm-hmm. Or or e- do we even hear them? I don't even remember. Uh, we don't hear them. I don't I don't ever think. Okay, so they're just really jenison on the outer rim with yeah, with nothing. Well, and there's like there's a shot of Earth <clears throat> for a few seconds where it's a guy like trying to talk to, he's trying to like get a court thing set up to talk about it because he's pretty sure that they're just sending these like they're using all these resources to send these prisoners to space, basically just to forget about them, you know. Which becomes I, pretty evident. Yeah, but I wish that was explored more, maybe. I would have liked to have known if, like, it happened to more people or not, or, like, what. And, I mean, we assume, but what really pisses me off, too, is that they didn't explain... (sighs) It it really... Like, the dogs. Yeah. 
why were the dogs there? What experiments were these? Too many doing? dogs? I don't they, know, they, Noah. They, I don't know, man. This is like the thing. Like it, it, there's so many questions and no answers in in a movie like this. You can't, especially yeah. Because I mean, like, like there's like I understand having like some things that you need to read into, but don't have everything required to be read into. You know what I mean? And and not having any payoff the thing that you planted in the first place exactly um so that is one thing uh one of these review or these things on these sites says uh you know one of the questions that is asked and one of the questions i know i for sure asked was though uh, somebody asked what is the point of high life which is just right on google and it says though its plot revolves around sexuality which uh yeah that's that's like saying i'm white like we know yeah <laughs> And rap and warped forms of human connection, which I don't even see the connection in this movie. What I see is a bunch of people going crazy and raping each other. Yeah. Uh, High Life is fundamentally a film about being in prison. Uh, a speculative fantasy about what happens when a group of humans find that the goals post defining their existence have been moved, have been moved for them against their will. This is a fantasy? Um, <laughs> what twisted man? <laughs> which, again, this is why I say, personally, I kind of don't... It it doesn't make me really want to check out what Claire Dennis has done. Personally, yeah. Personally. If this is the... Yeah. This felt like the first American movie, and I'm not insulting the French culture. Yeah. But this really felt, personally to me, like a woman with a rape fantasy. It felt really weird. It felt really weird. There is a better way of making a prison film and making it about... Hell, Green Mile did it better. Yeah. And Shawshank Redemption did it better. There was a very, very, very different approach that you could have taken to this with Mm -hmm. no explanation of why they got there. That would have been the biggest thing to start off with why are these people here you didn't need to do a whole opening sequence about it you could have still set it in space yeah but the thing is there was no explanation within the first 10 minutes of alien they've already explained in its entirety why they're there what they're looking for they're going to lv4 uh 426 to collect some sort of specimen that they know nothing about yep and is top secret for wayland yutani corp Mm -hmm. that is what they are told we want to know more and but they've explained enough to the point where it's like okay they're in this year they're going to a planet they're looking for something you know it's a horror film yep this just gave none of that um and to tell you guys why it's rated r to give you uh sex and nudity violence and gore and profanity yep uh the ratings for this on imdb sex and nudity is definitely a six i would argue the difference i would say that is about an eight because of the of the very graphical nature yeah due to the uh, graphical nature of it for sure violence and gore i would say would be more of a five just given some of the brutality moments and the profanity the profanity surprisingly is one of the things that you would want more of rather than the sexual nudity elements that is at a one i would agree mm-hmm. there is a couple fucks here and there but yeah it really isn't something that they go over the board of like big lebowski style right uh to give you guys some of the critic consensus um here's one by tara uh mcnamara uh 
no matter what anyone might say, there's not one good reason to see High Life and a thousand reasons not to. From And that's Tara uh, McNamara from Common Sense Media. I kind of agree with that. Yeah. Um, again, this is something that I would have really think would have worked if you cut all the sex yeah. rape there fantasies the, yeah, and are... gave a solid concrete... Yeah, there are some good reasons to see this story, but they are far outweighed, I would say, by and the negatives. It sucks. Yeah. Because you really see a good movie that should have just really yeah, there's been... Yeah, a, there's a good movie in here somewhere. And there were so many other ways that you could have made the prison hard. You could have made anything else but the weird sexuality and fantasy box. You could have taken... Well, these people just going insane and made it about one guy who's trying to to do better because of the sins that he's committed in his past life and while he knows that he's paying for it with the, possibly the rest of his life mm. he's trying to be a better person and ends up having a daughter mm-hmm. they could have still kept that in there of how she was conceived and left it at that yeah um and it would have made for a captivating story and in, in that case, you really wouldn't have even had to explain. Because, I mean, that is one thing that Alien never did. I don't think Alien 3 ever really went too deep into what this prison was, really. Right. And Prospect didn't go into what kind of life or what year, really, that it was taking place. But they they made such a captivating story around it that it didn't really need to be... It's one of those things that could be left to the imagination and is open-ended for a sequel. Yeah. This doesn't really warrant me to want to see a sequel. Right. Like, The Black Hole was not that good of a movie. It was very enjoyable, but it was way too ambitious and way too out there for what it was trying to do. And it became predictable and sloppy. Yeah. And then, while also trying to cater to kids as a PG movie, which should have been PG-13, definitely for the horrific elements especially towards the end Mm -hmm. they were setting it up to make a sci-fi franchise to rival star wars in 79 but disney did not stick the landing but i would be more prone to want to see a black hole follow-up even now that i probably would be to want to see a high life part two yeah um and like i said really sucks because i really like the joel ellie concept here that they were working with uh, as a contemplative and unsettling, uh, this is from Sandy Schaefer from Screen Rant. Uh, a con- contempt, a contemplative and uns, as, <laughs> blah, I can't English. As contemplative and unsettling as it is, High Life struggles to develop its blacks or its bleak sci-fi vision into an engaging and cohesive piece of cinema. Mm-hmm. Uh, this comes from Peter Travis at the Rolling Stone. Um, with Dennis, there's always more that meets the prism of snap judgments. Let the movie mess with your head. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and a lot of people, uh, you know, that, that are on here, they're mainly saying that, like, they understand what's going on, but the people who gave it five stars are also just popping out the portrayal of humans and the portrayal of the acting and the visualness of it. They're not really talking about the story. Mm-hmm. They're just talking about the message. And this, with an audience rating summary, sits at approximately 
2.5 uh, stars out of 303 ratings. Um, it looks like this movie was released in France first, November 7th, 2018. Um, what would you rate this as a whole? Uh, this High Life... Um... I know it's really hard with yeah. going in not knowing Eve because I, I don't know if you watched the trailer like I did. I didn't watch the trailer. I, I think I might have watched the trailer, actually. I know I didn't see... and I know it didn't honestly show what the heck happens. Um, I feel like... Somewhere in between the realm of, like, C- and D+. Again, like, the parts I like, I really like, but it's just they're very few and far between the parts that gross me out, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's really night and day to get to those. Yeah. It's very... scenes. Um, it did feel much longer, which uh, uh, I kind of feel disappointed about, yeah. because it did have Robert Pattinson, who did a, a very killer job, um... And it was an hour and 53 minutes. Mm-hmm. I would have never felt that. No. No, no. I thought I was watching a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. I thought I was watching an epic. <laughs> so. Um. I can't say personally that I recommend this to anybody. No. Unfortunately. Uh, Which but, is a bummer. And, and I know that we really stretched out uh, our time for this to make it an hour. And hopefully you guys are okay with that. But uh, I did want to really dig deep in because i feel like uh we, we do have to do those movies once in a while that have the potential and also it gives you guys something to compare to mm-hmm. and it also gives you guys kind of the idea of what movies are before you see them and if you're like me and some of those movies like martyrs yeah. that are just too fucked up to see visually uh to handle or like the movie hostile which is worse than saw surprisingly uh, in terms of brutality and real realism, uh, it is nice to kind of just hear what people's thoughts are on it, or a beat by beat. Um, we didn't want to do a beat by beat for obvious reasons that we stated at the beginning, um, but I will say that the music in there was pretty decent. It did set a tone. Uh, it was composed by Stuart A. Staples, and the costume design was by Judy Shrews- Shrewsbury. Um, still kudos to everybody who worked on this film. You did create a great sci-fi atmosphere. That is something that I can't stress enough, and that needs to also be noted that these these guys did very well with creating an atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, and making it feel beautiful in space, and made some amazing CGI and uh background animations for space. Uh, the black hole was very cool getting that trippy feel of what it's like to be in space yeah and just a lot of the lighting like when they find the dogs is 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 really cool too uh because it's it's basically in a whole a whole station inhabited by dogs and the power is going out and you're wondering how all these dogs are still alive and it's kind of a nightmare fueled uh area so but i think that's all we really have for high life uh let us know what you guys think. Um, it does have some beautiful cinematography. Yeah, visually. Great movie. But, um, yeah. But I think that's all I'm going to say about it. Me too. So, 
Thank you all for listening. Hopefully this was a, I know it's a bonus episode, but hopefully it wasn't too let down. Too much of a bummer for you guys. But, uh, yeah. He's been Mouse Sweeta. He's been the Thanos Shoemaker. This has been Pelmer's Hour. We'll see you all later. So long.